Hey, it's Heidi Rain. Welcome back for another episode of Addiction and Codependency Breakthrough. Or if you're new here, I just want to take a minute and say, welcome home, Cycle Breaker. I am so glad that you found me. I've dedicated my whole entire adult life and most of my childhood, lucky me, to figuring out difficult relationships with difficult people, why we end up in these toxic relationship dynamics, how to survive being in a relationship with a difficult person, such as an addict or an alcoholic, and really diving into the original definition of codependency way back in the way back time machine, whenever Codependent No More was around and Melody Beattie and Pia Melody kind of pioneered this for mostly people that are in relationships with addicts and alcoholics or who grew up in relationships with addicts or alcoholics. So that's how I have learned about codependency. That's how I describe codependency. So no, you don't have to be in a relationship, an intimate relationship. You could have grown up in the environment and you'll pick up what I'm laying down very easily. Okay. You are my people. So I'm on a mission here. I'm on a mission to gather the people, gather my people, gather the tribe, gather the troops of cycle breakers across the nation so that we can break these generational dynamics of dysfunction, right? Hallelujah. One video at a time, one episode of the podcast at a time, one program at a time, one coaching session at a time. If you're curious about going deeper with me, I encourage you to go over to HeidiRain.com and explore the program options and coaching opportunities that I have created just for you. Now, I love what we're going to talk about today because I get so fired up about it because there's so much misunderstanding about codependency, what it is and what it isn't. And, you know, I think if I'm going to give you the top five misconceptions, by the way, of what codependency, uh, what people view codependency as and, and really like, you know, put the record straight skirt, skit, skit, you know, like I'm going to scratch the record and make it straight so that we can all understand and be on the same page. Because listen, if you don't understand codependency, how are you going to recognize that you have it? And if you don't recognize that you have it, how are you going to resolve it? And so many of us don't identify as codependents because we don't identify with the traits that people mostly associate with codependents. Like the first one I'm going to talk about, most people, when they think about a codependent type of person, think about this weak person, right? You picture this like, I don't know, shriveled up old, I don't know what, I, just an old, like just a person that has no strength, right? That they're that they're just like walking around hunched over, you know, you picture the weakest possible person you can imagine. And you think, oh my God, that's that's a codependent person. You know, they, they can't do anything without the help of everybody around them. They're codependent. They're dependent on everybody else around them. And the truth is, I'll paint a codependent picture for you that's a little bit different um, if you want. And that is, you ever, you ever hear Wonder Woman? Okay. Wonder Woman is, can be, if she's not careful, by definition, codependent. Is Wonder Woman weak? Would you associate weak to Wonder Woman? How about Superman? Superman also runs the risk of being codependent in his relationships. Do you picture Superman as weak? Now we could say, oh no, but I picture their alter ego, Clark Kent, that little nerdy bastard. You know, he's kind of he's kind of weak. Well, Clark Kent wasn't really 
you know, Clark Kent wasn't like Superman was the was the made up version of uh, of Clark Kent. Clark Kent was the made up version of Superman so that he could fit in in the world. So I digress. What I want you to really pay attention to is weakness has nothing to do with codependence. In fact, incredible overdeveloped strength nine times out of 10 is what is what contributes to codependence. So we get this, we grow up in this environment and most of the people I work with are adult children or something, okay? Dysfunction, addiction, abuse, some kind of trauma drama happened when we grow up and we get the sense when we're little kids that we need to become like those superheroes. So we put on whatever armor we need to put on. In fact, mine was Wonder Woman. I keep it around so that I can have it at all times, you know, just to remind me that it's not all bad, even though, you know, I, I, I say, yeah, we, it's not bad. It's a wonderful thing to, to identify with wonder woman, but if we're not careful, what ends up happening is we become this strength in those weak family systems. So what we learn is, is that we can't have any emotions. We can't have any problems because we are the designated superhero or the fixer in our family dynamic. Even if it was self-imposed, if we decided we were the fixer or if somebody else, like a parent, my dad told me many times in my codependent dynamic, Rain, you're the glue that holds this family together. And I would go, yes, I am. And I would pride myself on it. But the truth is that was a setup for codependence because then when we get into these adult relationships and our intimate relationships, we don't know how to be with people that aren't broken. We don't know how to be in relationships with people if we're not fixing them or running to the rescue and solving their problems. And I'll tell you, that's anything but a weak person. Very strong individuals are codependent people. In fact, one of your biggest weaknesses as a codependent person is being compulsively self-reliant, relying on yourself all the time. Now, when I was in my training of many decades of training for codependency and addiction and how it all intertwines, one of my that my my most loved mentors, Phil Diaz, who was one of the founding members on the board of, of NACOA, which is the National Association of Adult Children of Alcoholics. And I mentored under him for years. And I learned that term from him, this compulsive self-reliance, just this inability to let anybody else do anything and you have to do it all. That's codependence. That's not weak, right? That's too much strength. That's overdeveloped strength. And I remember the first time I read it in one of his books, his amazing book is 12 Steps to Self-Parenting, which is such a great book. I The light bulb went off and I thought, oh my God, I can finally relate to codependency as a strong person without this you're so weak dynamic because I was anything but weak. But codependency means... I can't, I don't have that vulnerability. I don't know how to be Linda Carter without, you know, the the Wonder Woman. And and honestly, if you want to dive down that rabbit hole, you know, Linda Carter wrestled with a lot of things on her own that you would never know about, right? I think she battled alcoholism and she overcame that. So every superhero has this other weakness, this other side, but because we have to be strong all the time, we don't let that weakness out. And that's why it's easier for us to get into relationships with people that need the rescuing, need the fixing. So we don't have to let our vulnerability out. And that's part of our codependency patterns. Isn't that wild when you think about it? Like, oh my God. Yeah, that's, that's wild. And for some of you, you're thinking, well, I already know this. Okay. I already know. Well, then why aren't you in a program with me? If you already know, huh? Okay, think about that. 
uh, little one, huh? They'll, they'll miss know it all, Mister Know it all. If you if you already know how strong you are and you're not vulnerable and you don't let anybody in, why don't you take the next courageous step and get inside of a course or a program with me so I can help break you free from all that and you could break yourself free from all that by. Uh, exposing the yourself and letting yourself out there into the world to be seen and to be and to be helped. Okay, but this is why we don't. Okay, because the next misconception about codependency is that you're needy, and so many people think I don't need a codependency program. I don't need a goddamn thing. Okay, I don't. I am not codependent. I'm not needy. There's no way I do not identify with that. Ding, ding, ding. I know. How do I know? Because Codependency develops as a survival skill, as a way to survive, thrive, connect, or cope in the family shit show, first word alert, too late, the family chat show that is happening and you decide, well, if, hey, look, you know, dad's drunk or mom's or, you know, siblings are using drugs or whatever's happening. I can't have any problems in this family dynamic. So I'm going to pretend that I don't have any, even though I do, even though we all have problems, I learned as a codependent, it's not okay for me to have problems. It's not okay for me to have feelings or thoughts. I need to everybody else's thoughts and ideas, everybody else's feelings come before my own. And in fact, we learn not to have any needs at all because we're so overly responsible as codependents. The program says we make people feel things. We are responsible for people's, how they behave. And so, you know, they need us more than we need that, you know, it's just like you learn that people need you because your needs aren't going to get met anyway. So you might as well just meet everybody else's needs because that's a, a way to survive. So what happens as an adult, you, know, you grow up in that environment or you, maybe you married into it and you became codependent and you had a beautiful childhood. Ooh, fairy. It's, it's like the fairy tale and it was true for you. So cool. I don't know anybody like that, but nice to meet you. How are you? Good to see you. Most of us had some kind of dysfunction when we were growing up. And so, but even if you didn't and you married it or you dated it and now you're in a relationship with it, this codependency is like when somebody's falling down and losing their mind and going bananas in pajamas, you can't worry about what you need because you have to be so concerned about meeting their needs and everybody else's needs. And this codependency dynamic also doesn't just come from alcoholism or addiction. You could have a mentally ill parent. You could have a, a psychologically ill parent, you, you know, a personality disordered parent, you you can have any flavor of dysfunction will do for you to learn that your needs are not important and everybody else needs to come before you. So you say as a codependent, I don't need Jack. I don't identify with being a codependent because I don't need anything. Well, no, you need to learn, you need, you need to learn what you need. Isn't that weird? Yeah. You, you need to learn to you you need you need to learn what it is that you actually need because you are so used to putting everybody else's needs before your own. All right, number three. Uno, dos, tres. Un, deux, trois. Number three is that it's some kind of psychological disorder that you have, that you're codependent, you naughty thing, okay? Or not the psychological disorder is a bad thing. I have many. I mean, if you want to go there, <laughs> I, mean, I have anxiety and depression, 
mental conditions, whatever you want to say that I manage on a daily basis. So it wouldn't be terrible, but I I can thumb through the DSM and I'm not going to find codependency, nor is it something that you're born with that's inherent in you. It's just a, a condition that you have. Well, you, uh, my child, you, you know, you're born and the doctor comes over and they're looking at the baby and they're like, oh my God, such a beautiful baby. I'm so sorry. It's codependent. You know, I mean, no, we're wired to be dependent. You know, that's not a bad thing when we're born is like, we want to have our needs met. We're, we're born dependent. We've got to, you know, get the milk. We've got to get the soothing. We've got to get, you know, the, all the attention. What, what goes, what instills codependence is when that stuff goes awry. That's the, that stuff's not happening. You you can't depend on your caretakers. You you don't know which end is up. You have no security and safety. And so you said about the business of learning how to survive, thrive, connect, or cope, and you take on a personality pattern of codependence. Which which just to drive that point home means codependency is not who you are. It's how you've been behaving. You know, you might think, well, I, you know, well, I am Wonder Woman, you know, that is me. That is my true identity. Okay, great. But there are many parts of you and Wonder Woman is just one part. And what we need to do is integrate all parts of you. So you don't have to feel like you have to be one person all the damn time, right? That you can be the vulnerable side of you, the soft side of you, the, the, the that's the the not so attractive side of you, you know, all of the things of you. And we have this parts integration where we're able to be fully ourselves. But what we have to understand is the parts of us we've created, the codependent patterns we've created are not really parts of us. They're not really inherent in us. It's something we adapted. And that's why it becomes dysfunctional. So if Wonder Woman's not careful and she doesn't check her patterns and see which patterns she's enacting in, it could really affect her intimate relationships where again, they're all one-sided giving, giving, giving nobody. In fact, have you ever, did Wonder Woman ever end up with anybody in um, the series? I mean, I know Lois Lane and Clark, but I mean, when you think about, you know, the life of a hero, you know, it's a lonely gig, right? I mean, you're alone most of the time. It's like, well, who's there for you? Nobody's there for you. You're there for everybody else. So that leads me to the fifth thing to, to, the fourth thing <laughs> to talk about is that there's only one way we're codependent. And that is not true. Like there's one flavor of ice cream in the world. There are many flavors of codependency. And that's why it's very hard for us to identify with the one flavor of codependency that everybody takes. And the most of the world's vanilla. You know, they're like, oh, you're a people pleaser. They're eating their vanilla ice cream. Oh, yeah, you're codependent. Oh, you, you need approval. Um, yeah, yeah, you... Uh -huh. you, you like to please everybody. Yeah, you're a pleaser. Mm -hmm. You don't know what you like. Yeah, you know, that whole thing. But that's one flavor of codependency. And you may be like, I don't give a shit what people, I don't want, I'm not gonna want to please anybody. But there is one specific person that you care to please usually. However, there are eight, I've discovered, eight different personality, attachment, codependent, attachment, personality patterns that we put on. And if you want to discover your flavor of codependency, probably should have said this at the beginning of the video, but you can take a test that I created just for you. Yes, that is right. Another part of my, another part of me, okay, is this very nerdy analytical figure things out. I'm not, I'm not good at a lot of things, but I do happen to have a genius IQ and analytical thinking and figuring things out. 
And so and put these back on so that you know I'm serious. I, I'm, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm putting on my glasses on and off, but I created an attachment personality pattern test. It, it takes about 10 minutes to take it. It's free and it's a, an, an incredible diagnostic tool, not to diagnose you, but to see, assess what flavor of codependency you're exhibiting out of the eight patterns that I've come up with. Is it a controlling pattern? Is it a withholding pattern? I don't know. Is it a is it a pleasing pattern? It might be. Is it a victim pattern? Ooh, I don't know. Is it a fixer pattern? I don't know. We need to figure that out. That's the very first step is figuring out your flavor of your codependency. So go take that test right now. Where you ask? I'm so glad you did. HeidiRain.com. Now, the last, but certainly not the least of this myths and misconceptions about codependency. Number five is that it just affects your intimate relationships. Well, you know, I'm not really codependent in my life, but I'm just codependent with Joe, you know, because Joey and I are codependent. No, how you do one thing is how you do all things. And I'm going to tell you, codependency runs its insidious web through every single relate, every single dynamic. You know, my students and my clients come to me for my codependency breakthrough course, it's it's actually called Life School, which is so cool. It stands for Love Yourself First Empowerment School and, and embodiment. We're going to learn how to walk the talk and love ourselves. But when they come in, they come in because they're usually in crisis. They're in a relationship that is not okay. It's not working. It's dysfunctional. It's addicted. It's whatever. They're on the fence. Should I stay? Should I go? So they come in and they work on those intimate relationships. But I'm going to tell you, they stay with me because they go, oh my God, I realize I've been holding back. I've been holding back my authentic self in every area, not just in my intimate relationships. I've been holding myself back with my mission or purpose in my life. I've been holding myself back spiritually with what I really want to unleash my gifts to the world or, or what I want to, you know, experience. I've been holding myself back in all these different, my art and my, you know, all these ways. And so it's really life-changing when you understand and accept codependency. It's like, I don't want you to be diagnosed and labeled. I'm a codependent. I want you to get with it long enough, right? So labeled long enough. Like you go, you take my attachment personality pattern test. So you can, yes, in essence, label yourself as a withholding codependent. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Label yourself. Why? So that you can work with me long enough to break free from that label and never look at it again. So that you can understand that label isn't you. The label is what you took on in order to feel like you fit in. Just like a bunch of people wear around that Gucci shit. So they feel like people will like them. You've done the same thing. It's like, but your logo is not on you. Withholder, withholder, controller, controller. So what I want to help you do is figure out what that label is so I can remove it. You know, because let's be real. The wealthiest people in the world don't even wear labels. Okay. And wealthy meaning abundant. I have enough love. I have enough self-esteem. I have enough joy in my life. I have enough of everything. So I don't need to proclaim it to the world that I am enough because I know I'm enough. All right. From the inside, I don't need to shout it from the rooftops, even though I do like myself a nice Louis Vuitton from time to time, I've decided they're not even a very good bag. If you think about it and I could do a whole video on why I stopped buying those and started buying the old vintage backpacks that are like, you can take to, to the forest and then, oh my God, they'll have it for 50 years. I mean, that's the kind of thing that's going to last, not the kind of thing that people know you spent money on. So you look like you have something. Okay. Anyhow, I digress. You know me, I get hot about something and I can go off on a tangent, but anyway, any, anywho. Okay. I love you. 
I hope this has been very helpful for you. I get very fired up about this episode today. Um, I am going to uh, go see some clients today, help some people break free. I'm going to run my codependency. Actually, I have two groups. I have another group today for um, addiction breakthrough, people who are in relationships with addicts or alcoholics. That group is meeting in a little bit. So I'm going to get ready for that. In the meantime, I want you to go take that assessment over at HeidiRain.com or check out our self-study courses. We have on-demand self-study courses. You can start healing today. You don't need to wait another second or you can inquire. I'm very old school. I know this is going to blow your mind. Send me an email. What? Yeah. Go over to my site, HeidiRain.com and just send me an email. There's a place to do that over there and we can start talking to each other. Now I have to tell you, you get a lot of emails. It might take me a minute. If you want faster, then fill out a form that requests more information that can get you in the loop a little bit quicker. Okay. I love you so much. Take excellent care of yourself, cycle breaker. And until the next time, be well, be happy, but most importantly, be you. I'll see you soon.